Hey, I'm Nick. And I'm Ricky. And welcome to the Demand Gen Daily Podcast. All right, welcome back to another episode. Please remember to like, subscribe, leave us a comment or a question. We do answer them. There are full episodes around the questions that you can either put publicly or DM us, whatever you feel most comfortable with, do it. Today, we're going to be talking about 2023 predictions. So we're in the middle of December here, 2022, and we're going to get into some of these things. You know, what I see, what does Ricky see? We're going to get this kicked off with the topic of budgeting for marketing spends. So I actually personally believe that marketing spends are going to be cut back in Q1 of 2023. Some people are not going to do it. I think more than some are going to retract their budgets, especially around media spend. They're going to be looking to reformat where the spends are going. So taking from certain channels and testing new ones. But overall, I think it's going to be down, especially if you look at year over year inflation, call it on ad spend. So like the increase in ad spend on a per unit basis. So ad spends will not match the increase. So people are going to get be getting less. And as people get less over last year, they're going to start retracting their budgets a little bit. But that's in Q1. I think come Q2, middle of it or so, people are going to start pushing their media budgets a bit harder. I think that if they did do some sort of layoff type situations in Q1, they're going to start hiring marketing people in Q2 strongly because they've realized that there's more stability in the market. Now, I've talked to some VPs of marketing and some CMOs and the really smart ones are basically all telling me the same thing, which is they their plan is to wait for a week or two into January and then come out guns blazing end of January with media spend and pushing and trying to get market share because they too think that people are going to retract their marketing spend in Q1. And because of that, they're like, okay, if everybody else is backing off, I'm being aggressive. And their mm-hmm. goal is to take their competitors market share. Yeah, exactly. And uh, when it comes to my predictions, Nick, I've basically got one big one for next year, which is I think that AI is just going to reach a new level of mass adoption, especially within agency operations. Some of these tools that are now available, they've just reached a certain level of cost that is too attractive to not look at. Things like creative design, copywriting, so many different areas where AI can be involved. Yeah, and in general technology, right? So this isn't a thing where it replaces the people, mm-hmm. it enhances the people, right? So don't think of it as person versus machine. Think of it as person with machine. So the machine is doing kind of the grunt work or the heavy lifting, and the person's the one behind the scenes being strategic guiding. This also means that the productivity per person in a marketing team can go up. So what we've seen, and this is a little bit behind the veil kind of stuff, is that in our mm-hmm. in some of our tests, we're seeing things like writing AI outperform writers for ad copy. For short form copy, we're seeing the algorithms beat humans. And we've been running these tests for well over a year, like a couple of years. And back then, the AI beat the human maybe one, one time out of 10, maybe two times out of 10 kind of thing. 
And now it's getting closer to 50-50. Sometimes it's 70-30 in favor of the AI. But I think the one thing that's like unequivocally true about this is that if you take a person and match them against a person with the AI, the person with the AI wins like 90% of the time. And that's where things get very interesting when you're doing your A-B tests. If you have two people that can write decent sales copy or decent ad copy, get one person matched up with a good AI versus a person who is not using the AI and even do this. If one person's better than the other at it, put the better person without the AI and the person that's maybe not as good as the other person with the AI and see who wins. Because my prediction would be that the person with the AI is going to outperform. I I think you bring up a really good point, Nick, which is, the fact that you know, there's so many scenarios that you can point to where an AI on its own is actually very poorly performing because quite often the AI doesn't have the nuance required to, to make the right call. You see this often in, in Google's AI. You see it in, in tons of different scenarios where when you leave it to do its own thing, if you give it like a few inputs and you just let it can often just waste a lot of money and have very poor performance maybe what it's bringing you are a lot of false positives that it thinks is actually achieving the objective. But this is why it's so important to always pair somebody with the AI and utilize it as a tool in that way. Yeah. And in those scenarios, like we've seen it happen time again, time and again, where the AI, like specifically Google, Facebook, for example, it, at the beginning, you're getting a good MQL to SQL ratio, like marketing qualified leads versus sales qualified leads. And over time, because the MQLs cost less, they see it as a positive. So they keep feeding you more and more. And you can see a campaign go from 50% sales qualified leads all the way down to 5% sales qualified leads because the AI is just saying these form sales and these leads and like this traffic looks like it's converting because if you're setting your objective as add to carts, but they're not checking out. So then it's like your abandoned cart rate goes through the roof or the lead forms. It's like, oh, they filled out this lead form. It's like, yeah, but none of them are qualified. We see this time and again with that AI. And that's why you need the human pairing alongside with it. Some other predictions. I think that in the next 12 to 24 months, you're going to be seeing much more widespread adoption of AI technologies when it comes to not just writing, but design. So the design AIs are, we've already seen it. People are using like the art, the more artistic ones, but there's a substrata of these that are specifically for advertising and they are pulling data from Facebook and Google accounts. You can feed them your brand guidelines and they produce AI generated ads Mm -hmm. with copy. Now, this technology, I will say, in my opinion, is further behind than the writing only technology, but it's not that far off. And depending on your industry could be very interesting because you can, for example, generate 90 iterations of something of a visual in under five minutes. That's impossible with all of the different sizes, all of the everything like done. So it's 90 versions of the same ad in all the ad formats, right? It's like impossible. The AI can do it again. Should your digital team be using this or should your design team be using it? I think, again, the answer is pair the person with the machine. Don't let the machine do it on its own. One other prediction I would add to this is 
we're going to be seeing a lot more 3D-based design elements. It's actually already pretty popular, but I don't. But the number of companies using it isn't that many. It's just that the ones that are using it are quite prolific in the use of 3D modeling to run ads. The not-so-secret behind this is that once you have a 3D object in the program, it's not that much more to make it move in a different direction or what have you. The initial cost of it is high. There's no doubt about that and a lot of effort. But once you have everything in there, again, much higher scale, obviously not the scale of the AI. As those become more and more commonplace, I think we're going to see design really go to a place that it hasn't been able to evolve to in like years. And I would say that specifically creative, both writing and design, this is a major disruption that can happen. And I don't know if it's going to be the new standard. I'm not here to say that. What I am saying is that we should be all keeping our eyes on this because this opportunity, I don't think it's going to happen for a long time. All right. So thank you so much for joining us for another episode. 2023 predictions. This time next year, we're going to revisit these and see if they came true. Until next time, thank you so much. Oh,